Welcome in to the Phil Arlinghouse Program. I'm your host, the myth, the legend, the Phil. You know, it's a great day to be with you all, you know, or evening or night, whether whatever time you're you're listening to this. I'm super excited that you're here with me. I really am. I'm really happy to be in your ears right now and you're listening to the smooth sounds of my voice. Yeah, I know. It's probably not that smooth. You're probably like, oh, no, you know, put nails in the blender. It sounds better. Uh, probably. I don't know. Hopefully not. I don't want that to happen because um, that'll mess up your blender, and I would hate to be the cause of your blender being messed up because you might need it. You never know. We could be on, uh, you know, six months lockdown, quarantine from COVID-19. I sure hope not, but... You know, might be needing making some protein shakes to stay alive. So don't mess your blender up on my account. If you want to mess it up for other reasons, that's on you. Anyway, welcome into the program. Got a, an exciting hour of uh, talk with you. Just, you know, shooting the breeze and telling you my take on the world and, and different things. Uh, one of the things I want to want to talk to you and this is an issue that is going on and and it's and it's sad that it is going on have a yeah we have an issue in the world and it is it is a major major issue and uh you know before we get into that i want to thank our sponsors before we get into this you know, I'm really excited that this person is a sponsor of the program. And, uh, you know, I haven't done this in any other episodes because, well, quite frankly, I don't have sponsors. <laughs> I'm running this show by myself. And it's my ideas, my opinions out there. I don't have to worry about people. You know, I would love sponsors. I don't know how I can do that right now. Uh, anyway, with sponsors, um, just because I'm, I am partly running this as a campaign show, uh, but you know, I, I want to keep it going and, and, and going on. But anyway, uh, th- there, there it is. My sponsor is myself. Uh, or we could go even higher than that. My sponsor is the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. You know, I want to thank Jesus very, very much, and. Um, you know, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And some of this is just, you know, good old knowledge of him and, and working through him. I don't want you to take this section as necessarily a joke. Uh, I'm just kind of, you know, I don't have sponsors. I, I'm being serious when I thank Jesus. I'm not, you know, I'm not a celebrity who gets up and went in the ward and go, I like to thank God. You know, it's, uh, it's great. So... But speaking of Jesus, we live in a country that is phenomenal, or better yet, phenomenal doesn't describe it. 
what does describe it is a word I use a lot when things are incredible. And that's, it's fantastic. When it comes to religious freedom. You know, I want you all to understand that we have religious freedom set into by our Constitution. And it's great that we have this Constitution. Part of the reason we have this Constitution is because other forms of government did not work. We tried a couple. They didn't work. Confederacy. Uh, and I'm not talking, when I say Confederacy, I'm not talking about uh, the Confederacy. The Southern Confederacy that happened uh, later in our histories in the 1800s. No, I'm talking about there was Articles of Confederation that we operated for a little bit. And I just, they didn't work too well. So they had to go back and they came up with this idea of the Constitution. And we've been living under this Constitution for a long time now. And it, it's just, you know, it's just great that we've, we've had this document. And it's, it's secured our rights as individuals. Because the man who came out with this understood that, the, that our rights were not given to us by man. They were given to us by God. And so therefore, a government is just to secure those rights and make sure that the people have the rights. If you notice, many, many times, there are um, tons of the people. You know, it starts out with we the people. And so, my topic tonight is really. I think it just messed up, so I'm going to say that again. My topic tonight is religious freedom. Might have messed up again, so again, religious freedom. I think my software, maybe even my computer, is, you know, a communist. Doesn't want me to, to speak tonight. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, I think technically it was made in China, so there very well could be, it could be a communist. Uh, I do apologize if there are I do apologize if there are blips into this program tonight. I am sorry about that. Uh, try and do the best I can. I've already restarted it once to record, and I'm just hoping that I can get through a program with the least amount of blips. All right. So inside religious freedom, we have to talk about the. Uh, the idea of the First Amendment. We need to talk about the separation of church and state. Uh, we got to talk about some history of it. So let's just start. Why? Why did the Why did the founders feel a need to include the First Amendment? All right. There were there was a lot going on during this time. All right. When America was founded, it was 1620. All right. Now, people want to say other things, and like, not the government. That 1620, when the pilgrims came here, 
was when America was founded. All right. There's a difference between being founded and being. Uh, there, there's a difference between being founded and being established. All right. So the Pilgrims founded us in 1620. All right. This is not discovery of America. This is not. This is when we started looking into the way we're going to run this country. All right. You have Jamestown a year earlier, but that was built on greed and power and lust and and just a whole bunch of things that are the negative of a people in general. This is not just anything. And soon Jamestown died out very quickly. It died out. And so, 99.9% of historians claim Plymouth as the founding of our, of our nation and the way they live life and work together and, and do things. You know, they fled here because of religious um, persecution. Uh, they, were, they, they were a bit of extremists uh, when it comes to their religious piety. Uh, known as Puritans and, and pious and a whole bunch of stuff. And what makes it interesting is that they had people that supported their cause to move over here, but only if they would do it in a socialistic style. That everyone gets food, everyone gets, you know... A place to live. Everyone gets whatever. Alright. Well. You know. Those who survived the boat trip over here. Had to go through winter. And they were going through winter. Doing socialism. And. You know. That didn't work out too well. Those who didn't die on the boat. Pretty much died. You know. (laughs) Uh. Because they couldn't survive the winter. And so uh, Bradford decided something's got to change. And he, you know, he decided, let's go to everyone works for their own way. If you don't work, you don't eat. But if you do, you know, if you do work, you can, you know, you get your food. No one's going to get a free handout is, is basically what it is. And, and. You know, there, there's ideas of that in, in scripture. There's ideas of that just in, in life. That, you know, life isn't fair if you're not going to work. But life is fair if you do work. And people want to say, no, it's not fair because this person makes minimum wage and this person makes $15 an hour and this person makes $800 million a year. And it's like fairness isn't based on if everyone's equal fairness is based on everyone has an equal chance and that's what working provides an equal chance right everyone has in america the equal chance to become a millionaire or a billionaire in socialist countries you don't have a chance to move up in the class if you weren't born into the elite class in a communist, socialist country, you were in the poorest of the poor. You were fighting to survive. 
standing in long lines and standing in places to to get food and groceries and you're only going to get enough for maybe if you're lucky a few days whereas with capitalism you get to work make your own money make the choices with that money am i going to buy food or am i going to buy uh, something else a tv or a house or, or whatever but you keep that money now of course we have taxes taken out of that and that's a whole different issue which is another night but part of the reason they came over here the the pilgrims was for religious freedom they were getting persecuted because of them how pious uh pious they are so you fast forward you know we still have some of this idea left in there you know they were hearing the stories i mean we were just a hundred and 50 something years from that point in time uh, when you know 1620 to 1776 which was roughly 150 years uh, you know uh, 156 years to be exact when you look at that they're hearing the stories you know they're seeing the they're they heard what happened they heard about the founding and they they knew it shouldn't be that way. They, they also knew history and knew some of the atrocities that the Holy Roman Empire had done. And they're like, we don't need the government to be run uh, by the church. And we don't need the uh, government to, be, uh, to run the church. Uh, so they came up with this amendment. And this is the First Amendment. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people peacefully to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. In this amendment, there are five basic freedoms. Freedom of religion, uh, freedom of speech, Freedom of the press, uh, freedom to assemble peacefully, and to petition the government. All right, none of which they had underneath King George. They didn't have any of that. They couldn't say what they want. They couldn't write things in the newspaper that they want. They couldn't. Once they started assembling more than two or three people, because they're like, oh, that's bigger than their family. They can't be gathering together. Uh, you know, it would be squashed. And anytime they did say, hey, uh, King, why are you keep taxing us so we can't import this tea? More taxes were leveled. You can't question the government. You can't question the king. You know, so they, they wanted to make sure that we had these five basic freedoms. You know, of course, the sixth basic freedom is the right to bear and keep arms. This way... You know, we could protect those first five. Right? But they put them in one uh, because these are all very much similar. But the one that we're pretty much focusing on is the first part of that. The freedom of religion. Now, too often people, atheist groups, liberal groups, want to say this is a freedom from religion not a freedom of religion. 
and that's wrong. It's a freedom of religion. I mean, you can clearly see it says of, not from religion. It says of religion. And, uh, you know, it shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting it. So, not only can they not say you can't practice your religion, they can't prohibit. Or they can't establish it and say we are, you know, the... the you know, a lot of countries have a have an official language, just like they have an official currency or an official uh, language. And in the United States, we are very unique in that respect that we don't have an established official religion of the country, or even an established official language of the country. English is. The primary language, but it's not the official language. Um, you know, I think that falls under the freedom of speech. Uh, but, you know, we, we have to see this for what it is. This is not the government saying that we can't pray for the government. We can't have godly people in the government. We can't even have the government put out... Protections and freedom for religious institutions. It's not not saying that. What this is saying is that uh, the government cannot go and declare a national religion, all right, nor prohibit you from practicing your religion. Now, what it can do inside this is when, if there are certain aspects of your religion that threatens other people, it can say. We won't honor those sections of it. So what I'm referring to mainly here is the idea of Sharia law in Islam. For those of you who don't know, Sharia law is the extreme law of the Islamic faith. Uh, this is where you get some jihad. This is where you get some of the ideas of um, it's okay that women... Uh, who are married can be beat by their husbands and the law has no say over it uh, this is where you get that Muslims throw homosexuals off of buildings and kill them or stone them or or any other way to kill them because they don't adhere to the teachings of Muhammad um, you know I mean I'm I'm all for people to you know, I, I'm I'm a believer in Christ, and that He's the only way to to heaven. I'm not about making laws that prohibit people from practicing Islam. If they want to pray to Allah or Muhammad. That's fine uh, until they hear the good news of Jesus Christ. One of the ways we can do that is let them come to our country, but inside that we don't let them run their their hate-filled violent law over our laws that we've established that says you know you shall not murder you shall not beat your wife you're you know the common sense stuff that is like why would you ever let someone do that you know so that that's one of the things um that i see i i um you know i i just don't know uh, on why people insist that we should embrace Islam 
here in, in America. And, and, and we have. We've, in a lot of ways, we've had. We, we've allowed them, we've allowed them to establish mosques. We've allowed them to become part of the government. We've allowed them to do stuff. We, we pretty much have embraced them. And then they're like, we need to make Sharia law legal. Why? So they can kill you? You're so worried that you're going to make your neighbor mad because they're Muslim. Because you don't support Sharia law. But under Sharia law, if you do make them mad, they could say it's an offense to Allah and kill you. You know. Uh, just because you're not a follower of Islam, uh, you know, could mean that they could go death to the infidel under Sharia law. You know, this is something that, you know, I understand that there's issue with that. And I'm talking a little bit more about this than I probably should. I'm, I'm not an expert in the Islamic faith. I've had some classes so that I could interact with them because I'm seeing that it's a growing thing in society. It's a growing thing. I also was having a couple business opportunities over in some more Muslim countries and I wanted to be prepared to interact with them. You know, I they do have some things, uh, customs and uh, traditional things like you don't show the bottom of your feet to a Muslim person, and you know, I don't want to offend them, especially trying to do business with them. I don't want to offend them, and then they're like, "Oh well, you're not getting our business," and then why, you know, because uh, we were disrespectful. I didn't want that. You know, I, I try and respect cultures, but not when it crosses the line and going because you don't believe in our religion, you have to, you're going to die. That's where I, I I have the extreme of this, where I'm like. We can't let them, you know, we cannot let the government say, okay, we're going to recognize Sharia law. Because then we're going to have chaos and anarchy and, and it's going to be terrible. Uh, but, you know, that's not an establishing uh, freedom from or of religion uh, or establishing a national government or... A national religion or even prohibiting them from practicing their religion it's just uh, prohibiting them from practicing the the kind of more legal the law side of it uh, you know so I mean I guess in some ways it would be like saying we can't practice the Ten Commandments but you know I don't see anywhere in the Ten Commandments where we base a lot of our laws on a idea of, you know, killing people. I mean, one of the Ten Commandments is do not murder. You know, honor your father or mother. I mean, there, there, there's good things out of the law of, of Moses. You don't necessarily get that out of Sharia law. Anyway, you know, with that, there's always the question of separation of church and state. Uh, pastors shouldn't get involved in in um, in the government, uh, and you know, and and you know, churches should stay apolitical, and 
And if you have a 5013C, you can't say anything political from the pulpit or you'll lose that tax exemption. This is not what separation of church and state means. What it means is that the state, the government, has no say in over the church. So the government can't come in and say, you can't preach that particular doctrine. Uh, we don't like that you preach that Jesus is Lord. So you can't preach that anymore. You can't do that. We're seeing this going on in China. They're going into Chinese churches and going, you know, fine. You all can be here, but you have to sing communist songs. You have to pray and praise President Zing. You can't just... Uh, go in and you you can't you can't really talk about Jesus. They're rewriting the Bible to reflect their communist way of life over there. The government is not the not the, and it's it's making it very difficult. You know, would you want that here? Do you want that here? We're to the point where I don't think that would happen here. I don't think they would even give us the glimmer of hope. I'm still having church here. And anyway, oh yeah, you can have church as long as you, you know, don't say anything bad about the government and praise the president of the country. And, and you know, I mean, there, there's one thing to give, you know, credit where credit is due when someone is doing the right thing and going, you know, hey, our president's doing a good job here. You know, we need to thank him for standing up for these rights or thank him for doing this or, you know, I'll be praying for him during this time or something. That's one thing. But when you're going to say, you can't praise Jesus, you have to praise the president, that is a problem. And I don't think the socialists in our country will allow that to happen. Because if, uh, if they give us an inch, they know it'll turn into a mile. And they know that if we have an inch as believers and we start seeing socialism become rampant, we're going to... Uh, fight back and fight back hard so they would just come in and do a blanket ban on all religion and you can't do anything and you have to be atheist to be a good communist and socialist you have to be atheist that's why Bernie was born into a Jewish family but now he's atheist because in order to follow that doctrine of of political ideology you have to be atheist no other religion would jive with communism uh, maybe in some ways Islam would but that's a different jiving that's not necessarily uh, I don't think they would uh, hold to that of the of the uh, praising the king or the the president uh, it would just but they would jive on a lot of other things of total government control and stuff like that shutting down other religions why not? So we're in a very unique place. All right. Also on separation of church and state, this idea that it is in the Constitution is flawed. Uh, it's not in the Constitution. Nowhere is it in the Constitution. I think the only place you can kind of get to it is the First Amendment. And even then, that's not what it's saying. It's not saying there's a separation of church and state. It's just saying that the church or the state and the government 
will not establish an official religion because they could establish official religion that has nothing to do with the current religion systems in the world. So they may come in and say, oh yeah, Christianity is going to be our national religion. So we're going to make a proclamation. That's going to happen. It's going to be declared. In the United States, in the, in the fact books, it's going to say United States, official uh, currency is the U.S. dollar. Official national anthem is the Star Spangled Banner. The official religion is Christianity. Or they could come in and say, we're going to establish Islam as the national religion. No, that's that, but that's not a separation of church and state. That is just a non-establishment clause. That we're not going to establish one way or the other. And also on that, we're not going to prohibit you from worshiping one way or the other. So that's what that means there. Where this comes from is a letter from... Thomas Jefferson to a church in Connecticut, a Baptist church in Connecticut. They were having strife. There was a church split going on. And the president, or the, the pastor of that church, wanted the government to send the army in to help stop and, and, and prevent the split from happening. Well, Jefferson did come up, come back and say... You can't use the, the the army of the country as your own personal bodyguards. It's not the way this works. There is this idea of separation of church and state. There is a wall of separation of church and state. Or a wall between church and state. That's what that means. It means the church can't call on the government to settle their fights. Or even vice versa. But I do think that we have an obligation as men and women of, of God to be in the government and influence the government to put forward that is right. So we need men and women of God to be in there and putting forward, you know, pro-life bills and measures in there and putting things that, that actually helps the people, not fills the pockets of, of people that are not that's not that way and you know if we had a Christian government if majority of the people in the government was Christian I don't think we would be having all the problems we were having today you know there, there was this idea several years ago it came out with uh, the WWJD bracelets you know I think Congress needs to get that way what would Jesus do in this situation and you know Recently, we've had the coronavirus response bill where they sent out these stimulus checks to everybody. If you've got yours already, great. Congratulations. I hope you got the maximum amount you could get. Actually, in some ways, I don't because that means you're making less money. And I would love for you to have a higher income and you, you've got a less in the check. But, you know, anyway... We would be sitting there as believers, and as we should, would have been sitting there going, okay, we need, we should send this money out. How are we going to do that? And then when people start saying, well, we need to add this funding for Planned Parenthood. No, no, this is for the response of the checks. All right, let's just vote on that. Gonna say. The bill's going to say, in response to the Chinese virus and 
we Congress agree with the president that we need to send out a stimulus check in order to help the people of America and the economy and based on that using tax returns from 2018 2019 blah 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 we're going to issue checks on these brackets if you make under 100 if you make under $75,000 you'll get x per person in the household uh over 18 and x for children you know that's that's what it would do you know that that's the type of thing not putting in these other things all these if you're a small business owner and a person wants to unionize you have to unionize uh Planned Parenthood can apply for loans. I'm doing air quotations because um, it's 100% guaranteed. They apply, they'll get the loan. There's no option for it to be in denial. That's just giving the money. That's working around these other agreements that says, and amendments that says you can't fund Planned Parenthood through other bills, like the Hyde Amendment. They just figured out a way to get around it. <sighs> anyway, another issue. Uh, given like $200 million to the Kennedy Center. I mean, I'm all for arts. I, I, I grew up doing band and was in choir and and you know, the musical with the church choir and, and, and doing all the productions and stuff. And I love doing that. A little theatrical myself. You know, I, I'm fine with that. But not in this bill. This bill should have been directly about the checks. Nothing else. Should have been one page, and that's all it said. And then they say, yay, 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 all around the room, and pass it. But no, they like, uh, you know, hey, uh, you want to send those checks out? You're going to have to put our nonsense in there, or we're going to block it from being passed. You know what I say to that? Everybody need to vote out all those democrats need to vote every single one of them out and i don't really care if you put another democrat in but those democrats need to be out at this point i, I personally you put in and you vote them out and but at this point i will take you even voting them out and put in another democrat preferably one more right of center or more toward the center or even you know one more more yeah one more centered than they are but vote them out they wanted to hurt you. They wanted to put in a whole bunch of bullshit and slip it by you by, oh, look, we sent out all these checks to you. No, they just funded Planned Parenthood. They just funded the National Endowment for the Arts. They just funded the Kennedy Center. They just funded uh, small businesses having to unionize if someone wants to unionize. And a whole bunch of other things. The bill they passed was $2.2 trillion. Uh, they passed it and President Trump signed it on the, uh, I think it was the 27th of March. And it was $2.2 trillion in the, in the bill. Majority of that was nonsense. It wasn't the checks. It was nonsense to pay for other things that Democrats were not getting. And they knew they had us by the balls, and they and the Republicans would cave on this. 
and go, okay, fine. Put that stuff in there. We need to get this help out to the people. Instead of them going, no, we're just getting the help out and then we'll do the other things. I'm tired of this nonsense. I keep saying it over and over. I'm tired of this nonsense. And this is why we need godly men and women in government to go and say, hey, enough is enough. We're not doing this. We're this crap. We're going to be doing this stuff the right way. When people need help, we pass laws that directly and budgets that directly impacts them and not all this nonsense over here on the side. When did people become stupid? When did people think, oh, that's okay, that's fine. Uh, I got one thing I wanted, but, you know, there's 27 items in that, that bill. And, and, you know, one of them, I, I'm okay, one out of 27. Representative Tommy, uh, Thomas Massey from Kentucky tried to call a full roll call bill on it or, or, or vote on it. To kind of stall it a little bit and get people back in. Why? He wanted to to hold the government to an account for the nonsense they were putting into it. Why are we passing this? Why are we not saying enough is enough, people? Come on. I've only seen this increase and increase and increase. And then the Republicans weren't doing them do their job when President Trump took office in 2016, and they got voted out. If they did their job, we wouldn't have this nonsense of Pelosi running a show, and I don't think it's her. I think AOC has her hand up her ass and controlling that mouth and running it around. Why? Because AOC is a firebrand right now. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. AOC has never been told no in her life, and she needs to be told no. You know, that would be one thing I would do. I'd walk up to her and go, hey, nice to meet you, bitch. Let's get you back on reality. Everything you propose will be negated by me because I am a voice of the people, the actual people, we the people who established this government, who gave you opportunity. So stop pulling this nonsense that you're pulling and get to work for people. Stop putting yourself and your ideas ahead of people. That's not what this place is about. This is about the people and have an opportunity for the people. She gets up there and gives this speech. The Daily Wire posted a meme, and it had to, it was going back between her and Dwight Schrute from The Office. And it's the episode where he's giving a speech at this conference thing, and he's like, we will fight! We make the world go around! You know, nonsense, basically. And it was her speech from um, when they were passing this bill. And they had clips going back and forth. And she was just making absolutely no sense. They were trying to put in money for their their pro their big business company partners, people that they're friends, and we stopped that. No, what you did is you put money in for your big people. Nothing actually in the bill helps America. The stimulus checks help. They're the only thing that, that somewhat helps. All right. What, what really truly would help more than the stimulus bill is them to get off their ass 
and actually do something. Instead of playing this game, playing these party politics, and just being crazy. Nancy Pelosi is crazy because she has lost her mind. Every time she speaks, you know, there's kind of a drinking game going on about how many times she's going to say President Bush instead of President Trump. It's hilarious that she thinks he's President Bush. That's just, it's not hilarious. It's hilarious from the standpoint that it's just funny. But it's not hilarious that she's the Speaker of the House doing this. If she was just a rank and file member that had been there for a while, okay, she has some power because she's been there 35 years, it would be one thing. But because she is the Speaker of the House and she is calling him President Bush, Instead of President Trump, there's a problem there. She needs to be tested for dementia, Alzheimer's, whatever. Maybe even the coronavirus. I don't know because she just is absolutely insane calling this. She has no idea. You know, at least sometimes she understands she's in the house and Joe Biden doesn't understand what he's running for or what state he's in. You know, I, I sit there and like people say, uh, he doesn't know. I'm like, of course he doesn't know what state he in, he's in. He doesn't know if he's on Earth or if he's in outer space or if, you know, wherever. You know. But we as godly men and women need to step up and go in and say enough is enough. Time is, time is running short to actually help people. And you all want to play these games. You all want to play these games of... Oh, we need to put these stuff in for government things and, and all this stuff. You know what really, really, really hurts America is those games. I'm running on. I'm running my campaign because I believe in you know small government. I believe in not doing nonsense. Let's not put nonsense in other bills. Let's let's have bills that are. Just straightforward. I've gotten off on that again. And I'm talking about religious freedom. And But again, I keep going back. And, and it leads me from this point that we need godly men and women who won't put the nonsense in there. I'm super excited to talk to people uh, from other states who are running. And, and other organizations that I'm working with like term limits and... Uh, the uh, fair tax group and um, the, the Americans for fair taxation group, uh, you know, and and finding believers out there who, who really believe that this stuff is, is going on. And, and, you know, we have a president right now that is very pro-religious freedom. I would have never thought that the president would be Donald Trump. Never would have thought that. Never would have thought that President Trump would be as uh, as open and honestly as Christian as he's being. You know, of course, I I don't judge people because I'm you know I'm just seeing fruit in their life, and you know I don't know everybody's relationship with the Lord. I don't. I'm not God. 
I don't pretend to be. I don't necessarily want to be because that has to be a tough job. Seeing it every day. And, and we have spots where he's like, I'm going to just destroy him and start over. And, you know, he said that to Moses. He did it once. He did. He literally did it once with Noah. He, he uh, destroyed the whole earth other than Noah's family. Uh, and it's one of those things that if we don't turn this place back around, um, and we've started to, we, we have, uh, we might not, we not, might not live to see another full generation come through. And that scares me. Part of the reason I'm running is because I want my daughter to actually experience true freedom the true America and we can't just let it slip through us we can't just think everything's okay we have radical people right now in the house we have the squad in the house and they would love to do everything that they possibly can to really change change society for the worse and they don't believe it's for the worse. But it is. If you actually truly look at what they want to do. This is AOC. This is uh, Ilhan Omar. Uh, uh, Rashida Tlaib. And uh, Presley. Drawing a blank on her. She's the, as Glenn Beck calls her, the Ringo star of uh, the squad. And... Now, they are dangerous. I, I thought our threats really was like Nancy Pelosi. She's done. Uh, it's it's people like the squad. Because it's, it's Nancy Pelosi's generation who has fed a load of crap to my generation. And then we get the... Rashida Talibs and the AOCs and the Presleys and the and and the Omars who who believe that their way of thinking is right and that America is bad that we've done all these bad things and quite honestly we haven't really done that much bad in the world we've done a lot more good and we have done bad. You know. I think that's part of the reasons. That we've we've survived this long. It's because we've definitely done more good in the world than bad. You can't blame. People want to blame slavery on us. I can't blame that on us. Not, not our doing. Uh, we abolished it. Uh, it. What. Well, that was forced upon us. Uh, a lot of the founding fathers wanted to free their slaves, but because of laws in, instituted by uh, some liberal uh, leaders, they couldn't. Like, if you had debt, you couldn't free your... Thomas Jefferson wanted to free his slaves. But he had like $20 million in today's money in debt. So he couldn't free his slaves. That's a stupid law. Still actually on the books in, in Virginia. That's still a legal law on the books.
But, you know, slavery is illegal, so you can't really enforce that rule because, um, you know, it's illegal. You know, you, you'll get in trouble for the, you know, owning a slave before you get in trouble for releasing it because you had, you know, while you had that. Uh, but, you know, they wanted to, to end slavery, but they realized they had to pick their battles. And they realized a new generation would rise up and finish that fight. And we did. We saw it with Abraham Lincoln. And that generation of really the first wave of GOP and the Republican Party. And, and you know, we've done a lot of good over the years. We've came in, helped the world out when the world looked the darkest. We've advanced medicine further than anyone else has. We've advanced science further than anyone else has. We're the ones that landed on the moon first. I mean, it's unbelievable the things that we have accomplished in our life span as a nation. Yes, there, there may be some bad in there. And some of the things that happen in wartime by some of our military, I think some of them were orders, but then at the same time, some others had to give those orders. And those are the, the bad things. You know, but... For the majority of our time, we have been good. There, there's, there's no reason to say that we have to change everything now. Our country has gone longer than a lot other countries and a lot of other governments. We have gone longer. We're getting, we're at that point now that we're about to break. We can keep this going, this great experiment going with this Constitution. Or we can let it go. I, for one, do not want to let it go. But we have to stand up and actually do the things that are right according to the Constitution, according to the Bible. And we have to do it now. You know, I mean, I'm running because I think we have a limited amount of time to finish what President Trump has started. To really put us back on the tracks and and accomplish that. Because, you know, he's you know, I personally believe he'll get reelected this year even with all the Chinese virus and stuff. Uh, I, I still think he'll get reelected. So he has four more years and then he's gone. So we have to put people in in charge and in office that will want to do what the people want. All right? And, you know, I know I, I, I said I've served the term limits and signed the term limits. That's one thing we have to do because we have to make sure that corruption is weeded out. And part of that is rotating people out. That you can't serve more than three terms or two terms as senator. Corruption was running rampant in the 30s and 40s when FDR kept getting reelected. So they instituted term limits for him. We've come to a point in time that we have to do that again. 
We have to do that to protect our First Amendment rights and our Second Amendment rights. Too many people are coming in that are radical, and we have to stop them from being in there long term. Let me end by, by re-reading the First Amendment line, right? Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech, or of the press, or of the right of the people peacefully to assemble, and to petition for redress of grievances. These five basic freedoms are not given to us by the government. They're given to us by God. These are some of the, 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 the rights that were endowed by our Creator that, that Thomas Jefferson mentioned in the Declaration of Independence. We have to... We have to stand firm on these. We have to elect people who will stand firm on these. Right now we got too many people wanting to abolish not just this, but the entire Constitution and put forth a new government. And unfortunately, we're not there to a point of where we have to put forth a new government. I mean, it's not, it's not right. I mean, uh, you know, when in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another, to assume among the powers of the earth the separation and equal station to which the laws of nature and of God, nature's God entitled them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to separate. So I'm reading that. This is from the Declaration. So we're not at a point to separate from our government. We're not. No matter what the media tells you, no matter what the left tells you, we are not. But we are at a point to separate from the nonsense that has been going on by the left and even by some Republicans. Now, I, don't, I, I didn't necessarily particularly want to run as a Republican because I'm too conservative for the Republican Party. But when looking at the options... The Republican Party is still a fairly conservative party. And I think majority of the members in America are actually conservative that is with this party. However, the elite of the party, those in power, however, have gotten away from understanding that. And I think if you had term limits, you could protect these rights equally and... and and powerfully because you wouldn't have people getting up there and spending 30 years and getting corrupted. You know, in the House, six years and you're done. That's three terms, you're done. You're not spending there a lifetime and getting corrupted and getting realized, you know, if I let that slide, then I can get a little bit of a kickback. Nancy Pelosi's worth a lot more money than her 30 years of public service should allow. It's because of kickbacks. I know I got off away from religious freedom. It's an important issue. It's an issue that 
we have to keep. Uh, we need we need strong leaders, strong godly men and women in office to help protect that. You know, it's it's really sad. I, I found out during the whole like kind of quarantine shutdown of of America during the time, not you know the at the beginning when it was states doing it. Iowa said churches had to close. They were non-essential, so they had to close. All right. A Democrat governor from Michigan, a different state, said was asked why she didn't declare churches non-essential and forcing them to shut down. And she said, I don't have the constitutional power to do that. That's what we're talking about. The church has, you know, the power of God behind them. But they also have a little man-made power behind them, too, which is the Constitution, which is nice. You know, they got that going for them, which is nice. Um, you know, I, I would be more afraid of what God would do trying to dictate what they can do. Because, like I said, these are the, these are the rights that Thomas Jefferson talked about here. We hold these truths to be self-evidence that all men are created equal. That we are endowed by the, they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights. That's what they are. And then we see more of them being laid out in the Constitution, in the Bill of Rights. But starting with our freedom to worship God, and starting with they can't prohibit us from worshiping God it's been a fun hour with you all I love doing this I love being with you I'm really excited about the podcast this is my fifth episode now really happy if happy about it if you if you haven't noticed they drop every Wednesday actually about like 6 a.m. Uh, so be on the lookout for that wherever you get your podcast. Uh, you know, you can go to SoundCloud and listen to it on the SoundCloud app or the website. You can get it on Google uh, Play Music. Uh, I think I'm saying that right. Google Podcast, you should be able to find it. Uh, Apple Podcast. Um, you know. I th- those are the three that I'm doing. If anything else is being broadcast over to some other uh, talk show, trying to trying to get that going. I haven't got that going completely yet, but you know, just trying to, you know, just doing everything I possibly can. You know, so you know, I, I just want to say a few things real quick. God bless you. God bless America. God bless. Donald Trump and God bless Tennessee. So this has been the Phil Arlinghouse program and you've been listening to Phil Arlinghouse. Thank you. And I won't try to pull you by the sleeve because every time I think that I know better I lose my way. So God what you gonna do today? What you gonna